Good morning, Central Kentucky. This is Skinny. Welcome to Skinny on the Home, brought to you by the Building Institute of Central Kentucky. 229-6641. Jobs are waiting for you. Call the Building Institute of Central Kentucky. You'll talk to Bruce. Tell him Skinny told you to call, and he will get you all the information. If you've got a student, friend, relative, aunt, uncle, niece, nephew, maybe yourself, looking to get into the trades, maybe uh, college isn't for you. Maybe, you, maybe you've been working somewhere for a long time and you just want a new career using uh, your skills as a, in the trade, whether it's uh, carpentry, electric, HVAC, plumbing, give them a call. This is uh, Skinny on the Home. Welcome. I'm Jimmy Skinny McKinney. We are a live call-in show. Our call-in number is 873-9566, and that's 873-WJMM, 873-9566. Answering your questions, giving you the Skinny on Home Improvement, remodeling, designing, building, whether you're doing it yourself, having a friend or relative help, or hiring a professional. We're here to help educate you on the latest products, trends, designs, techniques. That's uh, Again, the studio number here is 873-9566. We have some things this week, too. We have a stay tuned later on the show. We're going to have a little trivia question with some. We've got two tickets to Saturday's game to the U.K. football, U.K.-Missouri game. So we're two, two seats for that that we're going to give away. So uh, stay tuned. We're going to have some. We're going to have a trivia, and we're going to take uh, – we're going to take caller five to get that. Or uh, we may just take the first caller. You never know. We may take caller 10, caller 100. We'll just we'll see which caller. No, I'm just kidding. We'll, uh, we'll have uh, these two tickets to give away. These are in section 24. Uh, so it's lower, the lower section of the field. And I've got two seats there. So stay tuned for that. All right. Again, we're at 873-9566. We, last week we wrapped up. We were talking about bathrooms, kind of the bathroom remodeling tips. Kind of the seven, seven things there we were going over, and this week we're going to get into kitchens. But to wrap up last week, just talking about kind of those top top ones there. Have a have a bathroom plan, kind of getting that together. Looking at floor plans, looking at your lighting design, ventilation solutions, the maximizing the space as much as you can. Pick timeless yet durable flooring and design with the the last one that I don't think we I think we ran out a little bit of time was uh, design with the future in mind. So if you're thinking about selling your house in a couple years, uh, process that how you're going to use the space. If you're going to stay in your home and live there long term, we have a lot of clients uh, ours. So Jane R Construction. We're design build remodeling company. We we have a lot of our clients that are going to stay in their long term, stay in their house the rest of their life till they're in their older age and thinking about okay, how am I going to use the space for that designing with the future in mind? At a a recent client, she need she couldn't step over a tub anymore, very very high step, and needed to step over to get in and out. And we, instead of tearing out the whole shower and redoing a whole new with a curb or curbless or anything like that. They make another contractor that we do work with has products where you can cut the front of the tub out and put a step in. So she was able to not have to demo her whole bathroom. The it We can do it in a pretty quick amount of time, and it served her needs to just be able to get in and out of the, 
out of the bathtub better without having to step over that large curve. So design with the future in mind on those bathrooms. Yeah, you might you might use the space one way now, but then think about, okay, how am I going to use that space a couple of years from now, five years from now, 20 years from now is a good way to, to go through some of that. All right, let's get into today's topic is uh, kitchen remodeling tips. So we've we've hit bathrooms. We've talked about kitchens in the past. We had one of our designers on the show here with us and uh, talking through some of those. But I wanted to just go through kind of a, a list of things to think about. If you're processing a kitchen remodel, maybe you're going to move into a house and you're, you've lived in a place and you want the kitchen to function better, things to look for in your future house that might have some of these features already there. If, if you move into a new construction or a newly renovated house, or like I said, if you're going to stay put, you're going to do these things yourself, hire a professional, go through that process. Kitchen remodeling tips. If you have some kitchen remodeling you want to talk about on the show, give us a call. We're at 873-9566 here at Studios. Eliminate wasted steps. So think about how and where you use kitchen items, how you store breakfast foods, bowls, glasses, containers, plates in relationship to the refrigerator, where the breakfast table is going to be, where you want it, where you're going to keep wraps, aluminum foil, plastic containers, things like that, wrapping up leftovers, locating the dishwasher close to flatware, where you have an ease of process of loading, unloading. If you're going to put it on, you know, the most, most often than not, the dishwasher's on the right side of the sink. Maybe you don't have enough space on that side. So if it's going to be on the left and, you know, right-handed versus left-handed, also location of, of those eliminating wasted steps. You know, if we did, a, we did one project thinking of the future for a client, we actually raised the dishwasher. So you didn't have to bend over as far on that. So think about how that's going to ease of use, eliminating those steps between the, the span of the kitchen there. All right, second, design wide walkways. So paths throughout the kitchen should be at least 36 inches wide. We try to, paths for cooking zones are, are should be 42 inches. So think about if you're between an island and your sink, you know, that's uh, or where the range is, having that 42 inches. A lot of times, a lot of kitchens that we're in sometimes, there's not enough room to do that. And if you're not, maybe it's not in the budget to tear out walls and expand the kitchen. Maybe you can only do 36 inches. But think about where appliances are going to be and traffic patterns. Path, paths within the cooking zone, again, should be 42 inches wide for one kitchen and maybe if you do a 48 inches wide for a two cook configuration, maybe, maybe you have uh, two people that like to cook at the same time. And, but just think about that when planning, adjust kitchen islands and peninsulas accordingly. So think about the space that you have, how the kitchen's being used now. Is it, is there enough space to do that? You know, or do you only have 36 inches to work with between islands, peninsulas, things like that? All right, number three some on kitchen remodeling is direct traffic. So for kid-friendly kitchen designs, keep the cooktop 
out of the traffic area so children don't catch handles, cause spills when running through. Also, a lot of times we we talk through the scenario if someone's going to have a cooktop in an island, you know, if you're going to have seating around that island, if kids are going to be there, if if you've ever been to a hibachi grill, you know, if that's if you do a lot of cooking in the kitchen that that may have that in there. So those kind of think through those those things there. Make the refrigerator accessible to both passerbys and people working in the kitchen. Here in a few few later tips, we're going to talk about some things you can do, adding a secondary fridge. And so the cooking and cleanup areas and pathways and those types of things. So watch out for those. So, hey, we've got uh, Terry from E-Town on the phone here with us. Hey, Terry. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thanks for calling in. Yes, sir. Got a question. Yeah. I was in my crawl space the other day. And I got to noticing a lot of my insulation was falling down, and also noticed a lot some water coming from some ductwork to my central air. And I was just wondering, was that just from condensation, or uh, am I doing something wrong? Do I need to vent that crawl space or not vent it? Terry, is that is the crawl space currently have vents? In it now? Yes, and my practice has always been to open them in the summer and close them in the winter. Yeah. Is your ductwork hard pipe metal, or is it a flexible? It's a combination, but where I'm having the problem is the metal metal part of the ductwork, which is insulated, but I just noticed it was sagging, and when I touched it, I could tell there was water you know, under the insulation. Is the is the top part of it, is the insulation come loose from around the pipe, around the top and and things? I, I did not notice that, no, sir. Okay. Typically, it, it can, a lot of times it is condensation, but the, we do a lot of crawl spaces. I mean, you can vent, keep your crawl space vented. You can have non-vented crawl spaces too. It just depends on, what what you're wanting to accomplish in there that the insulation falling down i mean with these swings and temperatures we've had too if you've have you had the heat on yet in the house uh yes sir we have we're getting on yeah that can that can create some of that but i would have an insulation company or someone look at that and get that insulation back up you know with insulation falling down that's it's you know it's it's causing the heat and air system to work even harder than it is, and if some of that insulation around your ductwork has come loose, then that's just that metal pipe and that air. Imagine the the air inside your pipe is a certain temperature that you have in the house, and then your crawl space is usually much colder, especially this time of year. It might be say if if it's you know these mornings have been forty fifty degrees, and you've got seventy degree temperature running through that pipe, you're going to have condensation build up if it's not properly insulated. And, and venting there, but yeah, a crawl space, someone that can look at at that. But I would I would just have that ductwork inspected to see if it's uh, fully insulated or if it sounds like you've got some areas that may not be insulated and that's causing that condensation and that water buildup. Now, unless you've got a water line or a pipe or something else, but have, did you notice any water actually in the crawl space where you're crawling around? No, sir. Okay. Uh, I, I don't believe it's a water pipe. Yeah. No. I think um, it's, I think it's condensation. 
Right. I'm, you know, I've been doing I've owned a home for like 20 years, and it was uh, a, a new home. And uh, I've had a, a new AC unit put in and a couple of years ago, and I check it every fall, and, and this is the first time I've seen the insulation falling down like that. And I did take some wires, you know, and, and put between the floor joists to hold the insulation back up, but I could tell it was damp to the touch. Mm. Yeah, there's there's some moisture. And you, you didn't notice any, again, the walls of the crawl space? Are any of those uh, wet? No, no, I didn't. I, I called my uh, guy that put the air conditioner in, and he, he recommended that possibly I just need to leave my vents closed all the time. He said, well, the temperature got up like the 100 degrees this summer and all that, you know, the coolness underneath the floor may have caused excessive condensation. Is your unit in the crawl space? No, sir. It's, it's an outside unit. Oh, where's, the, where's the inside unit? Is it in the crawl space or is it up in the house? It's in the house, like a closet. Is your, your condensation line for that AC, is that is that running to the outside? And that's not clogged up or anything? That is one thing I have not checked. I probably need to check that. I know earlier in the summer it was it was doing fine, but, you know, maybe mud dauber or something like that. Yeah, I noticed we have a place out on in western Kentucky, and I know once a year I have to take a shot back to the end of that condensation line that's on the outside of the house, and it pulls out. Like you said, those mud daubers fly up in there, and it's a nice, cool place to uh, set up shop. And we've had spiders that have been up in there, and you get a little clog in that, and then that that starts backing that up, and you can have some overflow of that condensation, that condensation line that could be some of that as well. Oh, okay. Well, that's, uh, hey, that's going to be helpful. That'll be the first thing I check. I'm going on a little trip here for a couple of days, but uh, when I get back home, I'll find it. Awesome. Well, Terry, thanks for calling. And, hey, I appreciate your help. Sir. Yeah, have a blessed day. Thanks. You too. When you have water and especially in insulation, man, and then I'll tell you, mold. Uh, mold is one of those things that takes you have it takes food, food and water to have mold. So if you got water and you got food, food the insulation, especially a paper-backed insulation. So yeah, you want to. Double check that. Make sure you don't have any mold growing as too as well too there, Terry. Thanks for the call. And uh, this is Skinny on the Home. We have we're um, taking your questions, answering calls on home improvement, and we got Robert Inversales on the line here with us. Hey, Robert. Hey, how you doing, sir? Good. How are you? Good. I got a couple questions. We're wanting to move our bed around in the bedroom, but there's two double doors going into the master bath that's. Uh, really wide and keeping the bill to put a nightstand on the other side of the bed. What all is involved in having that? Maybe shortening the doors and moving the casing. How much is that involved in doing that? Something like that. So the the doors are wider than you would want them right now? Is that? Yeah, because we, we can't accommodate the nightstand beside uh, the bed. We can on the other side, but not the side. It's going to protrude over into the door opening at least Eight ten inches. Is one door go in the bathroom and one goes into a closet? Is that they both? One go? big door. They split door. They're split doors. Oh, okay. 
So it's like a by-hands door. So you have two doors that open yeah. up into the... Yes, it goes into the master. Gotcha. Is that... Uh, what's the opening width of that? Is that 36-inch opening? I'm, I'm wanting to say that it is. Don't know really for sure. They're, okay. they're pretty wide, and she's wanting to try to get a somebody to give us a price on uh, shortening them so we can move the bed around on that side with the nightstand because we got to have a nightstand for the first stuff that she has to have. Yeah, that's um, it's going shorter as opposed to going wider is a lot easier because we had a project we just wrapped up that we had to make a door wider and we had to get into tearing out the whole header and and all that information and stuff. So it's going shorter. That's a little bit easier taking that taking that door that's out and uh, shortening that opening with some framing, add some drywall. Sometimes if you're just going to shorten it a couple inches. You can make up that difference with some casing and not have to get into some of the drywall work. So it really just depends on on what it is. But having a like a either a handyman or a carpenter could take care of that for you. I've got a couple there. I'll have um, Brad get your number and I'll give you a call after the show and we'll okay. I'll, I'll give you a couple recommendations there of a couple guys if if that's not something we can get to. But I've got a couple guys that that's right up their alley. But something like that. I mean, you got the cost of the door, shortening it. You're not, you know, you don't, you're not getting any cost of flooring and and all those things. It really just depends on if you're going to paint it, have them paint it. Yeah, I could do, I could do the painting and stuff like that. Just getting the door frame and the the door narrow. You know, maybe making one big door yeah. versus two. I don't know. I just discuss it with her. Yeah. The only the thing with that having sometimes a small project getting somebody I mean it's really going to take them a, a day you know you figure travel time prep time do the work and so you might be spending a little more to have them do that but it's get it all done in one day and and then you've got everything you need for that but yeah it's it's easily done and depending on again the door style you're gonna if it's something you can get off the shelf at, a, at your local lumber supplier or box store. Or if it has to be ordered, so that's a lot of those things you have to look into. The carpet shouldn't be involved in that much, should it? Since you're narrowing it, right? Yeah, if you're narrowing it, you can you can trim the carpet and put in a new tack strip right there at the at the at the jam. Okay. So it's not yeah. that's usually not a big deal. Yeah, going I'd going met, smaller is usually a lot easier than going bigger. <laughs> yeah, I had met one of your consultants out at uh, Speedway one time, and he gave me your card, but I had lost it since then, and then. We, it's really hard to get people to do some small jobs for, for you know for us out here in the field. We have a, a sliding trash container we're trying to get installed. Hopefully, I could get it done this weekend, but I don't know. It's hard to get somebody to do small jobs like that, and that's yeah. That's something. we're actually at JNR Construction. We're we've been for years, and I th- we're moving towards that way of having a opening back up our handyman division just because of that exactly what you're saying right there we have so many clients that have a need but i've got several two two guys that we use that are just handyman i know one he's booked up through december right now but i don't you know i don't know how quick you're needing the the bedroom done but a lot of that's and that's why i talk about the trade school here on the show is you know our industry having professionals and carpenters and people in the trade industry is that's that's a big it's a nationwide issue right now but you're you're feeling it locally that's exactly what we talk about at state meetings and mm-hmm. national meetings too but but Robert I'll get Brad I'll get your number I'll call you after the show and give you a couple uh, guys that uh, we do business with and 
and hopefully can get out there and get that taken care of for you. I appreciate it. I really like to get that trash thing done because we're getting the cabinets painted and I want to get that put in before they take the doors off and so they can get it all one piece. They're going to start next week sometime. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll call you after the show and we'll we'll work something out. Okay, so I just hold on then. Yeah, Brad's going to pick up and uh, get your information. So thanks for the I call. Appreciate yep. Thanks, sir. God bless you. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Yeah, hey, if you got... If you have a need like that, like Robert's got, give me a call. You can also, I forgot, you can send us a text if you want to. You can send me a text to uh, 225-0162. I can get those and get those back to you as well. So if you have any home improvement need, needing someone that we do work with, or even if it's uh, something for us to come out for JNR Construction, again, we do kitchens, bathrooms, basements, room additions, whole house remodels, and more. And that's that's a good point, Robert. That's brought up is uh you know that that industry is in the handyman having that is just a uh, few and far between. So this is Skinny on the Home. I'm your host Jimmy Skinny McKinney. We are in the studios at eight seven three nine five six six. Hey, we're brought to you by the Building Institute of Central Kentucky. This past weekend, uh, Brad, I don't even know if you know this. I went to uh, did my first Spartan race. <clears throat> it's kind of a if you've ever, if you if you get a chance, go to YouTube, search Spartan Race. You'll hear all about it. Got to go with my brother, and also my youngest daughter did the. She did a two mile race on uh, on the Saturday, and we did our race on Sunday. And obstacles, especially a, a mini cross country event with obstacles, reminded me of a basic training. But we did pretty good in that. I've, I I think I'm gonna have to run another one. So it was pretty fun. And that was in Fort Campbell, so that was that was neat to be on a military base again. And uh, thank you, anybody listening right now that's has served or is currently serving our country. Thank you, bless you. I just pray uh, continued protection and uh, prosperity over you and your and your family and uh, what you're doing for our country. So thank you, thank you for that. Hey, again, this is Skinny on the Home. We have some football tickets. We're ready to give away. Woohoo! Hey, we're talking about kitchens this week, but let's talk about some football. So we got a trivia question. We're going to take caller 1,000. No, I'm just kidding. We'll take the <laughs> it, Don't worry, Brad. You won't be here that long today. <clears throat> All right. So we're going, to, we're going to take the first caller who can answer this trivia question. We've got two tickets to t- Saturday's game against Missouri in lower section, section 24. All right. Who did Kentucky beat? Who did the Kentucky football team beat in the bowl game last year? Who was who did they play in the bowl game? Who did they beat in the bowl game last year? So, all right, first caller for uh, answer to that that wants these two two tickets to the UK football game this Saturday. Games at seven thirty at Commonwealth Stadium. It's going to be a great night for football. Great fall weather is upon us here in Kentucky. Football. Now, don't look at the forecast before you decide if you're going to take these tickets or not. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to be in town, so but but we have two tickets. the The question is, who did Kentucky beat in the bowl game last year? And give us a call. We'll we'll come back to that here in a little bit for those football tickets. All right, we're talking. This is Skinny on the Home. We're talking about remodeling tips. If you want to call and talk remodeling. We're talking about kitchens this week again. Oh, I guess I need to give the call-in number, right? Is that okay? So, okay, sorry, sorry. All right, who did Kentucky beat in the football game last year? In the bowl game, 
Calling number 873-9566. 859-873-9566. First caller with the answer to that question. I'll, there's a, it's a it's a long name state that has a short name, four letters, two of the letters are the same. <laughs> All right, we got a caller. We'll see if if we got to let's put them on and we'll see if again who did Kentucky play last year in the bowl game and won. And we got our caller calling in. We'll see if, if they've got the right answer for us. Brad's taking their information. Hey, we're talking about kitchens this week. We talked about you know the Eliminating wasted steps, design wide walkways in your kitchen if you can, bringing those, having enough room to walk past. Think about if if you've got the room, try to get 42 inches between working spaces, islands, and those things. So we're going to uh, talk about direct traffic. We talked about that, you know, having kid-friendly design, so cooktops that Maybe you have knobs on the back. Maybe maybe they're on the front. So if your if your knobs are in the front, which most of your new newer stoves are, how's that going to be in a traffic pattern? Maybe if you got kids in the house that go past and uh, might be curious with the knobs. So thinking about those things that can cause spills. Again, that refrigerator in a good accessible place for that. So all right, we've got a call in from from Richmond, Kentucky. Hey, you got an answer to our trivia question today, or are you calling about something else? I've got an answer to your trivia question. Okay. Who did Kentucky beat in the bowl game last year? Penn State. Penn State. Woohoo! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You are the grand prize winner. We have Yay. two tickets here at the studio. Brad will get your information. They'll be at the front desk here. You can uh, okay. stop by anytime. He'll, he'll give you all the information. But, yeah, congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah, have fun at the I'm, game. I'm, thank they're, you. I'm excited about it. They're they're padded seats, so we've got extra cushions on those seats that are built into the seat, so you'll you'll have a comfortable seat to sit on too. So. Well, that's great. I appreciate All right. it. All right. All right. Hang on the line there. All righty. All right. Yes, Penn State. Kentucky beat Penn State last year. So. All right. We are skinny on the home. Brought to you by the Building Institute of Central Kentucky. Taking your calls and um, giving you the skinny on home improvement. We have open phone lines to talk uh, kitchen remodeling or anything remodeling. If you want to talk about the weather, no, the weather's great. Awesome. 873-9566. Give us a call. All right, kitchen remodeling tip, round number four. Find the right height for the microwave. Ooh, that's a good one. A lot of times... You know, maybe we don't have space for it. And what's the most convenient place that I know a lot of houses we go into where the microwave is? It's right there above the range. Well, if you're in the middle of cooking something and you got to reach above the range and use a microwave, that may not be the most convenient place. And if you've got younger kids that, you know, you cook microwave popcorn and using that, it having it up above the stove may not be the best, best place for that. So, the best height and location for a microwave oven depends on the chef and the degree of kid-friendliness desired in the kitchen. For adults, 15, 15 inches above the countertop level is a good microwave height. For kids, below countertop setup might be safer and more suitable. They make a lot of drawer microwaves. We've put in several of those, like around islands and things. And, hey, we're going to go to the phone lines. we got Gary in Lexington. Hey, Gary. How you doing? How are you? All right. 
I called earlier about a noise in my wall when I flushed the toilet. Yeah. And uh, what it was was the flusher unit was corroded, I guess. So it was the it was the the inside unit inside that was ball, that yeah. was making that it was making the noise, right? Yeah, it sounded like it's all up in the wall and everything, but when we replaced the flusher unit, it went away. Huh. Good to know. <laughs> thanks for thanks for calling back to tell me. That was uh that's one of those things that yeah, you're always curious with I've seen it. That's how how old is the commode? Shouldn't been over ten years old, I guess. Huh. Yeah. So it's probably that water we got down here too. Yeah. To yeah, the water is hard water. But that's that was probably the least expensive of repairs. Yeah, to be able we to do. We repair the wall now. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You said you did or didn't? We were getting ready to. Oh yeah, yeah. Praise God, you didn't do that yet. <laughs> yes, sir. I just, I just wanted to let you know. Awesome. Thanks for calling back, Gary. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good day. Bye. All right. See, that's uh, sometimes you, you try to go through all the scenarios and. And the Lord, the Lord gives you the the least expensive, easiest solution to to do. Sometimes that you don't think about. And Gary got that wisdom and knowledge that he needed from the Lord to just replace that first and try that. That was that was wise thing to do. Good job, Gary. All right. So kitchen remodeling tips again for for microwaves finding that best location, especially if you're going to redo your whole kitchen. Think about the microwave if you use a microwave. I have some clients now, even in our own house, we don't use a microwave very often. We cook our popcorn on the stove, but they they have some units. If you have space to double oven, they have a built-in microwave convection oven with a with an oven below that. Or if steam ovens are becoming more popular, cook just about everything but microwave popcorn. And so just process through those. I know I was a little disappointed. One of my one of my places I usually get my popcorn from didn't carry it anymore, so I had to go to another side of town. We, in our our household, we go through fifty pounds of uh, popcorn a year. <laughs> With we buy one of those big bags and we cook a lot of popcorn. We like popcorn in our house. All right, talking about kitchens. Uh, another tip is stay clear of corners. To make cabinets and appliance doors fully functional, plan space for the doors clearance and swing direction in your kitchen design. So keep appliances away from corners and make sure doors won't bang into each other if open at the same time. I know um, I've been in several kitchens and even ones I've had in the past in my own home. You have trying to maximize as much space as you can and they didn't make cabinets and how they made them, how they make them now for a little bit better utilization of space and and corners and lazy Susans and how all that's going to work out. So just think about corners and how that's going to lay out, keeping those clear. All right, we're talking about kitchens this week. Determine the island island's function. When it comes to uh, kitchen islands, form, 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 F-O-R-M, form follows function. So if you want to cook and eat on kitchen islands, plan enough space so the cooktop is safely separated from the dining area, that's what I was talking about earlier. You know, you have a kitchen island, you have the cooktop in there. Well, if you've if you've ever if you've not ever been to a, a hibachi grill, go eat at one of the, go eat at a hibachi grill before you decide to do that. You might 
decide that's what you want to do. You might decide that's not what you want to do. You know, to if you entertain a lot or if that's where you're going to have people sit while you're trying to cook, you might have your guests smell just like what you're cooking, especially if you're cooking bacon on the stove. <laughs> of course, that stinks the whole house up. That's a whole other discussion, but bacon, bacon's good anywhere. Cook, keep cooking bacon. All right, plan, plan a landing space. Ooh, that's a good one. A lot of thinking of a good landing space design in the kitchen. Allow, you know, 15 inches of countertop on each side of, of cooktops, refrigerators. Sometimes you, you design it and you get so much stuff in there and you've only got a 12 inch cabinet or 12 inch countertop right beside the cooktop to another space. And maybe that may be the only space you have, but think about those landing spots. If you're pulling stuff off the stove where it's going to sit, if you're pulling stuff out of a refrigerator where you're going to sit it. Maybe you don't have countertop space right beside the refrigerator. Maybe there's an island you're going to design that's going to be close to that. So thinking about a landing space. And then I always I think of landing spaces too. You know, kitchen is usually the place where you come into your house. That's where you bring everything in. Groceries are in there. All those things. Where are you going to put all your cell phones, electronics, keys, having a landing space that has enough outlets for all those things is good and stuff too. So we have a uh, question that came in via text says, I have a nine foot, nine feet between counter and wall. Is that enough room to have an eat, have an eat in island? So nine feet between the counter and the wall. Is that enough room? So think about, so an island, if you have a standard three foot island, that takes up nine, three feet of that, so that leaves you with six feet. If you have a wall, and that leaves you three feet on each side, then that would be that gives you thirty six inches. So that that would be the the minimum requirement. So yeah, as long as you didn't exceed a a three foot island, you should have enough room there. Again, that's if that's something you want to, us to look at, Jane R Construction. Feel free to you can call the office at that same number you texted to two two five. 0162. I'll, I'll reply back to that if, if you're um, uh, listening there. But thanks for that question. Yes, if you have nine feet, again, it depends on how big of an island you want. If, you wanna, if you're trying to get something bigger, a four-foot island, that's going to be a little tight. Three-foot island, you should have enough room if, if you truly have nine feet between countertops. Now, if that's nine feet wall-to-wall, then you've got Base cabinets in front of that, that takes up another two feet on each side. So that would be, that only leave you five feet. So that may not be enough room for an island, but all depends on that. If you have truly have nine feet from wall to countertop, yeah, you should with a three foot island be okay there. All right. Plan that landing space. Consider the countertops. Those who cook frequently require more countertop space, ideally between the range and the sink, than those who cook infrequently or or have who prepare simple meals. So incorporating two countertop heights makes baking easy, helps kids who are involved in meal preparation and, and whatnot. So and um, thanks for that reply back there you truly have that nine feet. So yeah, a nine foot island or a three foot island you should be you should be okay there. So just think about countertops and how they're going to be used, multiple levels, kids. Also think about, you know, kids, younger kids aren't going to be, aren't going to be little forever. They're going to grow up and uh, 
and be uh, big adults and teenagers eventually, like in my house. So the step stools and small chairs or high chairs and things are going to go away. So think about those things. The Again, if you're – you can call us, 873-9566. Text us at 225-0162. Talking about kitchen remodeling tips. So double up is the next tip. So a second microwave oven and a mini fridge or a refrigerator drawer positioned at the edge of the kitchen work center can keep guests and family members in the kitchen but out of the cook's way. So how many of if you have the room, again, that's it's all about space planning if you have the room to be able to do that. If you've got extra room, you can put a small fridge and a microwave kind of off to the side or maybe in another separate area that keeps everybody because kitchens that's where everybody's entertaining we're doing a lot of jane our construction we're we're doing a lot of outdoor rooms and covered patios and uh, back porches and things right now a lot of those are in design because that's those are usually connected to the kitchen but that's where everybody hangs out you hang out on the back patio grilling summertime you know good three seasons out of the year and into the kitchen so having that secondary microwave secondary fridge that's accessible there. A bar with stools doubles as an after-school spot for kids and as a gathering spot for dinner guests. So so doubling up on, on some of those spaces is something to think about. Arrange the range. All right, place, place a shelf maybe beside, beside or behind the range, keeping cooking oils, utensils, spices handy. If you don't have a, a pull-out rack, maybe you just have an open shelf. You put a small three-inch shelf that's right behind the the range where all your salt and pepper and oil, things that you use regularly when you're cooking. Uh, place S-hooks on the side of the range hood and hang frequently used pots, pans. Again, if you have the space to be able to do that. But some simple little S-hooks can clip clip right into your your hood that's maybe already there and give you some space with, as opposed to walking to the other side of the kitchen or taking up counter space with with things. They actually make uh, rods across where you can hang baskets and put all your utensils and stuff up there. So there's many different ways to do that. Next kitchen remodeling tip, fill it up. So tired of lugging water from from your pots, from your sink all the way over to your cooktop? Maybe a swing-out tap or a, what's called as a pot filler installed near the Near the cooktop, fills your pots easily. You can put them right there by the stove so you can just angle it and turn it over right to the stove, fill it up. And my thing with that has always been, so you can fill it up. Maybe you don't want to carry the weight and put it over there. Well, you got to carry it all the way back to the sink and empty it. So maybe put a secondary. We've done some small just drains that kind of slope into the countertop. There's some neat ways to do that. Maybe you just have a secondary sink close to the to the stove there or the range if you can if you can put that in. But again, you can also install an extra long hose that that helps with that stuff too. So again, we're discussing kitchen remodeling tips this week, and I just want to take a minute and thank everybody that listens every week faithfully and the feedback and the comments that we get here at the show. And thank you that we are becoming Lexington's fastest growing. Actually, Central Kentucky's fastest growing home improvement show right here on Life 99 WJMN. Stay tuned. We're going we're gonna to wrap up. We may have to do a part two of this, but we're talking about kitchen remodeling this week. And we'll get into some more tips uh, right here after the break. 
Thanks for tuning in. This is Skinny. Welcome back. This is Skinny. This is Skinny on the Home, brought to you by the Village 2 of Central Kentucky, the fastest-growing home improvement show in Kentucky. Thanks to Brad, my producer. He is he is the man right here. Hey, you can listen anytime. Go back, listen to archives at uh, wjmm.com. We, JNR Construction, are, you can uh, find us on Facebook, like our page there. You can see past shows on there. Uh, today's show, I did not get up on Facebook. I apologize about that. Just didn't didn't have time to get that together. So, hey, we're talking about kitchens this week and uh, wrap up a few things. I don't know if we'll get through all these, but just want to recap a little bit about some of what we already talked about. Fill it up, get a pot filler, arrange the range in a way where you've got maybe a little shelf around, things to hang from there. Double up, get a second microwave, second mini fridge if you can. Consider countertops and heights and stool heights. Plan a landing space beside not just appliances, but also thinking about electronics and keys and if that's the if that's the spot where everybody comes into. Determine the island's function. Stay clear of the corners. Find the right height for your microwave. Direct traffic. Uh, again, kid-friendly. Direct traffic away from certain things if you want to. And the first one... Eliminate those wasted steps and design wide walkways. All right, so we're, again, next tip, be sharp when storing knives. So have a, have a designated spot for knives. They make, uh, you know, I grew up, my grandfather was a woodworker and made knife holders. We have all on the countertop and things like that. Those are great. Most of your knife sets that you buy come with some of those. Those take up countertop space. Maybe you don't have a lot of countertop space, but you could create a drawer that has those in there. The uh, it makes it easy. This having a designated spot for knives. This makes it easy to spot the right knife for a job and keeps dangerous items out of reach of children. A knife drawer has slots that holds knives in place and a sheath to for the sharp blades. And some of them have a built-in cutting board at the top. You can just pull right out and use that. Those are great uh, space savers because maybe you have cutting boards that you store in cabinets. Again, if you have that built into a drawer, it might give you the space that you need there. Hey, if you want to give us a call here towards, we're getting close to the end of the show, but we've got we've got time for another caller. If you want to call us at 873-9566, you want to talk home improvement, remodeling, again, you can text us anytime, 225-0162. And let's make a uh, Make recycling easy. So equip a cabinet with separate containers for glass, plastic, metal. A spare drawer could hold newspapers. I know in in Lexington we can you can put it all together, but there there may be you may live in a neighborhood where you have to separate things out, or maybe you want to get paid for your aluminum or metal that you recycle, and you want to keep that separate from everything else. So think about drawers and. And just just make that easy and make it fun, so it's it's easily done, so it's not a pain in the butt to to recycle. All right, next remodeling tip: easy reach. So put kids' favorite dishes and snacks, snack foods on a shelf or in a drawer so they can they can reach. So just thinking about 
easy, but you may not, you know, there's some kids in my house that we created, we'd have maybe just have a refrigerator drawer that's full of carrots and broccoli. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Having that snack drawer that's got candy and snacks and um, all that good stuff. Of course, this time of year, getting around Halloween, there's there's candy all over the place right now. But I have that sweet tooth. And hey, if you get a chance, you ever if you ever downtown and you want to stop by the office, we've always got a bowl of candy in the office. <laughs> we can stop by and get some candy. <laughs> hey, um, at a message center, that's a great idea. You know, if you're especially today's kids and activities and working during the day and going past create a create a center that uh, is kind of a landing spot for messages establish a message center near in the kitchen where everybody goes past maybe a bulletin board a chalkboard a whiteboard we like it we like dry erase board those are easy but they, they make chalkboard paint so you can you can paint a certain area maybe you can even paint it on a cabinet door that's right there that you want to use having a calendar there, writing utensils nearby. I think of my, I have a brother that has five kids and they're, uh, they're on the go all the time. I think, I think that the other day he told me he was, he was driving five hours in one day just to take kids to different places and do things. So having that message center and for that there. So hey, some of these, we're going to, we're going to save the rest of these for next week. I just want to take a minute for those of you that have listened today, are listening right now, maybe listen to the archive. I just want to pray a for you specifically, the Lord continue to bless you and keep you. The Lord shine His face upon you. You are blessed. If you're if you hear my voice, you're healed. If you have an ailment, I just pray uh, an anointing over you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet that you will hear this voice, and it'll through the through the Holy Spirit, uh, God will heal you in that. And uh, we thank you and praise you for that in Jesus' name. And thank you for tuning in this week. I am your host, Skinny. This is Jimmy Skinny McKinney, fastest growing home improvement show right here in Kentucky that you're listening to right now. Skinny on the home. See you next week.